Hi, welcome to Mimesis and Memory, a perspective from the future, a podcast through which I track my experience reading James Joyce's Ulysses as though I'm myself telling the story from five years in the future. We'll explore how memories define who we are and how our past experiences reflect themselves on our everyday state of being. Thanks for joining me in this experiment. Today, we'll talk about the allure and memory of religion and how we're drawn in by the prospect of imaginary disobedience. I have so many distinct memories of my childhood trying my hardest to sit still during hour-long masses. My family was Catholic. I would attend Sunday school each week, which was always followed by Sunday mass. And let me tell you, our priest wasn't afraid to venture beyond the one-hour mark. Luckily for a child, there are lots of interesting sights, smells, and surfaces to distract you when you're in a church. The soft glow of stained glass windows, the pained faces of the figures depicted in the stations of the cross, the cold, hard wood of the pew underneath you, even the wafting smell of the over-perfumed and the over-enthusiastic elderly woman who happens to be sitting directly in front of you. There's a lot to experience while in a church. I can't say I enjoyed it much. In fact, much of my time in church as a kid was spent thinking about the allures of what awaited me outside of that building. But still, I must say that my time inside that space has left a profound impression. I'm no longer the disinterested child bored by a sermon, but like that child, I'm still no stranger to the allure of that which is not allowed. I remember laughing when reading Bloom's descriptions of the inside of a church during Lotus Eaters. His confusion of the letters above Jesus' head on the cross INRI is at the same time laughable and relatable. Iron nails ran in. That they did. That they did, Mr. Bloom. Being inside a church can have an odd effect on a person, even if they're not a religious type. The stiffness in the air is palpable, and it's likely to make even the most fervent non-believer think of themselves in some sort of religious context. Even though I never felt particularly drawn in by the allure of Catholicism, at least not any more than the other average raised Catholic but eventually stopped going to church kind of kid, something about participating is enticing. Perhaps it has to do with the prospect of having a set of rules which you can fantasize about breaking. Sitting in church, listening to the priest talking about being a good person, living a good life, there's something oddly enjoyable about thinking about all of the disallowed things that you could do. Now, will you ever actually do them? Of course not. You're a good person. I think Bloom goes through something like this. He's not Catholic, but still, that cold smell of sacred stone calls him in. He enjoys pondering the unsavory, sinful temptations available to him, but rarely acts upon his thoughts. And he can't help but to reflect something of the religiosity into his own life. He finishes the chapter by thinking about going to take a pleasurable bath, envisioning lowering himself into the water. This is my body. He reflects the words of Jesus into his own life. I'd venture to guess that there are a lot of reasons people decide to go into churches. Very few of them must have to do with the religion itself. Thanks for listening. Until next time, this has been Mimesis and Memory, a perspective from the future.